Alright, ready in Chamesh. Arba, Shalosh, Stein. Yeah! Hey, yeah, yeah, mm. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning ships, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at podcast! With Christina ah, P. What up, homies? That song get you pumped to be a mom? It should, bros. I ain't got shit to plug, uh, except no, I do. Watch my special on Netflix, Mother Inferior. If you haven't seen it, people are kind of discovering it again. Thank you. And it's good. And then when the world comes back, I'm supposed to record another special. And God knows when that's going to happen. But anyway, watch it. If you like me, you like my stand up, check it out. And um, it's October. And this is it. This is my happiest month. I love October. What are you tapping? I can hear you. Mute your mic, damn Oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> you can leave it in. I think it's funny. Um, anyways, it's my favorite month. This is it. It is October. This is Halloween. I love decorating the house. Send me your Halloween decorations uh, to... what? What's my email again? Where my mom's at? Is it at where mom's at podcast? I always forget. Where my mom's at at gmail.com. Gmail I want to see if you're decorating your house. I get so into it. Uh, what I like to do is buy my decorations in August. I buy Michael's arts and crafts stuff when it's all like 50% off. <laughs> and I, I have a, an entire village that I've constructed. I do one for Halloween. I put that one away. And then I do a full Christmas village. But so anyway, I finally put together my Halloween village. I'm going to show you. I, I made a nice little video with my two-year-old. Um, I thought you guys would like to see how I my momness is celebrated in my home. I try really hard to be a perfect mom and I decorate stuff. I make it festive. And this is how my children, they love it. They love it. Go ahead. The dog play that. Ooh, spooky. I've got the... What is this? The ghoulie grocer that lights up. And then my haunted tree. My Christmas cheese. Cheese. <laughs> and then my little shovel horn. And then my little shovel horn. I'm going to turn it off. Thank you. Oh, and look at her. No, I'm going to turn it off. You want to turn it off? Thanks. There he goes. Okay. He wants to turn it off his little finger. <laughs> and that's pretty much how it goes in my house because I'm the only woman I'm the one who likes to decorate and I make cookies and I love to celebrate and I live with boys so nobody appreciates uh my efforts at being a lady my husband does I think I think he likes to see things celebrated but yeah I'm gonna turn it off is what they do so <laughs> I don't give a shit you know what I'm gonna keep doing me bro uh so there's that. I'm really stoked. So my little boy, uh, my older boy's been into Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. We've been talking about that. Uh, I think we brought it up with Kevin Nealon last week, who was a fantastic guest. Thank you to Kevin Nealon and for Susan Pinsky for coming back. I like these shows that I do alone because I feel like we can catch up on stuff. Just you and me. You know what I mean? This is we have real girl chat. Uh, so I've been watching the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And I know the narrative, uh, 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 the traditional feminist narrative, which I am a feminist, by the way, I believe in equality. But, you know, growing up, 
people really dumped on Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Uh, not politically correct, a eh? dwarves? Okay. <laughs> what? Could you imagine the remake if they tried to do that? <laughs> no, I'd really love to see them cast seven little people, right? Would they cast, they would cast like old men, right? There's only a handful of little people actors in the world. Uh, that's what they did with Willy Wonka. They even cloned, right? Didn't they, they did the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory remake and they hired like one dwarf and then they just CGI'd the rest. So kind of hard to do a lot. There he is. There's some famous Peter, Peter Denklage, very famous. Um, we got Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis, right? He does, what, what is he in again? He does the, the Game of Thrones. Is that, no, that's, that's, that's Dan Peter Dinklage. Dinklage. Which I have to say for a little person, Peter Dinklage is kind of hot. And I don't, <laughs> I've never really admitted to liking an LP, but he's kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to pick an LP crush, it might be Peter Dinklage. Which one would you bang, Nadav? If you had to choose a famous LP, um, I mean, look, Peter He's Dinklage. Cute. Peter Dinklage has definitely got it all going on. He's right. got some Emmys under his belt. I don't know if you could say the same about Vern Troyer. And you know what? I think Peter's... I think he's passed, too. I, oh, he definitely is. So there'd be yeah. a whole other level of weirdness if uh, he was the one I wanted. Yeah, but, yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, and it's it's hard to... It's hard to like definitively say that's an attractive man. Right. But I think Peter Dinklage is objectively hot. He's objectively hot. Objectively hot, Despite Christina. Despite his tiny stature. Now, I'm friends with Brad Williams, who was an LP comedian, and I've asked him very embarrassing questions. <laughs> um, I think you can... What have you, you asked You them? know what I've asked him about. Well you ask, well, you ask him. I asked him about his peener, and he claims up and down that it is regular-sized. Now, I mean, but then again, what man is going to be like, oh, no, it's tiny. It's tiny, and it matches the rest of me, right? Nobody's going to say that. Well, I mean, I've always heard that the smaller the man is, like, the bigger the, bigger the other stuff is. No. I've heard that small, pa that small people nope. have big packages. Mm, I mean, not I've, in my experience. I've never proven it. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I've never hooked up with a small man, but <laughs> not in my experience. Uh, it's always been people have been proportionate to their schlongs in my world. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Well, I definitely saw a, uh, an adult film or two. I was going down a <laughs> rabbit hole, and I was definitely surprised at how unproportional it was. What do you mean? In, in well, because a normal sized peener on a little person looks gigantic. So that's the thing. So maybe. He scales it to his, you like know what I mean? Maybe it's an optical illusion. Yeah, I don't know. The point is, seven, Snow White. You remember Snow White? You watched that growing up, right? Hell yeah. Yeah. See, I'm a firm believer in exposing my children to the classics. I like, I like the darkness of the early Disney tales because they deal with abandonment, which is the, the a child's most primal fear. It deals with rotten step parents and the reality, the harsh realities of life and um, helps children cope. Now, like I said, the popular feminist narrative on Snow White is that she's uh, just this helpless bumblefuck who ends up in the, this house of seven. Ah, and then she, you know, gets, she falls under the spell of the wicked witch and then she gets rescued by the prince. And so this movie is often poo pooed today as anti-feminist, same with Cinderella, but we're not talking about that bitch now. We're talking about Snow White. 
Well, isn't, Go ahead. Like, isn't like every female character in the Disney movie like the the one to be rescued? Right. Like it's like like I think any of those movies just aren't really kosher today for the most They're part. They're not right? kosher, and I appreciate you using my native Yiddish tongue to oh, speak. Okay, that's what we're doing. I'm becoming Jewish. Slowly. You're be- definitely becoming more Jewish than but, me. <laughs> but listen, the point is. This is not the way I interpret Snow White. Here's my take on Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. So she's got this wicked stepmother, which is the most popular narrative. We know every kid deals with that, right? And the the stepmother wants to kill her because she's hotter than her, that Snow White is hotter than her, right? Typical female uh, competitiveness based on looks. So Snow White runs away into the forest. There she is, the evil queen, which is such a beautiful drawing, such a cool character. And so she flees into the forest. Snow White flees into the forest. Oh, help me. And then she throws herself onto the ground. Oh, I'm scared. (laughs) And then she cries. And then all the woodland animals sense her goodness, her inherent goodness, her pureness of heart. And she starts petting the rabbits and the deer. And then it's interesting. She goes, oh, she goes, I wonder where I could stay. I bet you know, and she kind of like imposes herself on the birds. It's kind of a a pushy, broad way of doing it. I, I, I found it very forward. I bet you know, you know, she's taking advantage of their kindness. And I was like, well, that's kind of clever of her. And the birds are like, yeah, yeah, we know. There's this tiny house down the creek. Come on, let's go. So they take her to the house. And Snow White sees, oh, look at this cute little house. Oh, it's so dirty. Knock, knock, knock. Nobody's here. Well, fuck it. I'll just go inside. And you're like, who is this pushy bra? <laughs> I mean, the entitlement on Snow White. The balls on her. You know, it's all under the ruse of like, I'm just a sweet little, like, no, she's not. She may look unassuming and sweet, and she is unassuming and sweet, but I'm saying like, also, in addition to that veneer, first of all, this movie was made in 1938, okay? That's a long time ago. Women had to appear demure and unassuming, but the reality is she's kind of a bad bitch, right? Because she goes into the stranger's house, and she does what she knows how to do because the queen made her cook and clean, so she just, well, I'll just clean it up. Let's just see what happens, and she takes a risk. So she cleans the house, She's so tired. It takes forever. She starts singing and she starts manipulating the animals into helping her, which is fucking genius, right? And she's like, no, no, cleaning is fun. She's telling them, you just have to sing a little song. And then they all fall under her spell. So she's really using her feminine wiles and power here. So she falls asleep on the bed, the dwarves bed, and they come back. Hi ho, hi ho, right? They're coming out from the diamond mine, which clearly is... A commentary on apartheid. <laughs> if you, I don't even know if apartheid didn't exist in 1938. I like to think it is. Anyway, so the the dwarves come back, and it is so amazing. They discover her on the bed, and Grumpy is Grumpy Dwarf. I'm just calling him Grumpy Smurf. Grumpy Smurf is immediately like, I don't trust these women in their wiles," and he's right because that's what she's using her feminine wiles. Because she, she puts them under a spell. So she wakes up. Oh, I know you. And she starts charming them immediately. Well, let me guess. You're dopey and sneak. Like there's there's a TikTok dwarf, which now 
would and it's so great because they use him for comedy like he's happy as they all are but you know he's a little slow which is fine so she charms them and then grumpy wisely is like wait a minute this broad is using her feminine wiles she's manipulating us into doing stuff and the other boys are like shut up grumpy you fag like this girl is hot and they're all charmed by her femininity and she says no no you can't you can't throw me out because the queen will kill me i'm the princess please don't kill me and here's the deal so she she makes a deal with them she says well let me stay but i'm gonna cook for you and i'm gonna clean your house and they go great sounds like a fair trade so this whole narrative that she's some kind of helpless defenseless creature who needs to be rescued not not really because she brokers a deal with these dwarves and they're happy she cooks she cleans she takes care of them in exchange for for shelter so she uses her moxie and her what she knows to survive she's a survivor okay now in the beginning of the film i forgot to mention she sings into the wishing well i'm wishing you know for the one i love to find me it's really cute and enchanting but she's putting it out there right the beginning of the movie she says you know what i want i want to fucking ride or die i want my bae i want a dude who's worthy to find me and take me out of the shit box that i'm living in with my crappy stepmom and my horrible life but she knows what she wants and she asks for it, okay? So when the prince does come to rescue her later, it's not that he comes out of the blue. She fucking put it out there. Like, hey, you know what I want? I want a love, a great love, not just any guy. I want the prince. I want a man to find me, take me, and I want to be wifed up and I want to do it traditionally and I want the kids and all of that stuff, which is not a bad thing to want. I don't know when it became bad, to be with a, a guy you love and to be happily married and take care of the home and the kids, it's all fucking wonderful. It's not all the time, but it's pretty cool. So like, you know what I mean? I mean, I was ready to put a bullet in my head on Sunday because my kids say mommy about every 15 seconds and now both of them are mommy, mommy, mommy. Like my eye twitch is just thinking about the amount of mommies I hear in one day, but for the most part, it's cool. So anyways, I just wanted to throw that out there that this whole horse shit that women, you know, I'm just, she's just being, she's not just being rescued. Okay. It, it, she used her own wiles. She knew what she was up to and she asked for a great love and she just got what she wanted. So there, show your kids Snow White. It's not a shitty movie. And, and don't listen to these fucking wokers who tell you that it's politically incorrect. Who cares? It's a good story. Also, I watched a great movie, Enola Holmes, on Netflix. If you have daughters or, or sons or, you know, they haven't decided what they are yet, you should watch Enola Holmes. I just loved it. It's a, it's a movie. It's about um, Sherlock Holmes' little sister and about her. I won't give away too much, but it's a very great story. She's finding her way in the world. It's a coming of age tale. She's 16 years old and she goes to London and she goes on these adventures and finds her way. And it's just a wonderful story for any anybody who uh, wants to wants to show their little girls a, a good female character. Same as Pippi Longstocking. I consider her to be a modern day Pippi. Uh, have I given my diatribe on Pippi yet? Oh, I fuck it. No, I have not heard this. What? 
Let me tell you something. Tell me. Let did you do you know who Peppy Longstocking is? She's the she's the she's the ginger fuck with the two braids, the right? The ginger fuck with the braids. Go ahead and Google Peppy Longstocking. Ginger fuck with the braids. Now here she is. This is her. This, now I want old school with the monkey, Mr. Nilsson. Don't give me no new school Pippi. I want old school. This book, it started on a series of books by Astrid Lindgren, I believe is a Swedish writer. She wrote these books based on her nine-year-old daughter. And Astrid Lindgren believed that nine was the magic age for girls. Nine is the magic age for girls, meaning look at Pippi smoking cigarettes. She's the fucking, is that her smoking? Yeah. Nine is the magic number. It's right before puberty. It's when girls are self-assured and they're a little smelly and a little messy and the world has not ruined them yet. And they're in their full power and glory, nine. And I think that's very true. So back growing up in LA, I don't know if you, if you know these old time movies, they're from the 70s, I believe. This is the one. Did you ever see these, Nadav, on like KCAL 9? I feel like I might have maybe seen it in passing. It definitely did not imprint that hard on me. So because you're a boy, maybe this the stories weren't for you. Mm. But um, I just love this character. So they used to show these movies on Channel 9 or Channel 5, I think, in L.A. And they're Swedish and they're terribly dubbed over. And, you know, when you're a little kid, you're like, why are the lips not matching what the kid is saying? And da, da, da. Uh, oh, Greta Thunderbird. What happened to her? But anyways... Um, so Pippi stories, uh, Pippi Longstocking was nine and she lived in a castle called Vila Vila Kula and her dad was a pirate on the seas and her mother was dead. So she's on her own and she's all powerful. She's got a treasure chest full of coins, which makes her a wealthy nine-year-old, right? Um, she beats up police. So she's above power and structure. She doesn't go to school. And when she does go to school, the teacher asks her to draw a horse on the chalkboard. And instead she draws it like on the wall and the chalkboard as if to say, fuck you lady for telling me where I can draw. Like she's so pow. I just love her so much. And she's got these two nerdy Christian neighbors, Tommy and Annika. They're like, squares you know and so she invites them over and they get into all these adventures pippy you know fights pirates and um rides in a barrel over niagara falls there's these movies if you can find them i don't even know where to find them i'm sure they're somewhere online please do yourself a favor show your daughter show your sons pippy longstocking the old school not this 90s garbage the old school because she was really powerful and i i think my personality was formed a lot by Pippi Longstocking. Now, lots of business. Whoa! To catch up on. You know, when I have guests in here, I, I feel like I, I would like to get into their lives. So now you and I catch up. You, you and I. You and me, you and I. You and I. I catch up. Okay. Let's do some business. Now, speaking of Pippi Longstocking, she was not my first uh, uh, fictional crush. I did have a crush on Mighty Mouse, which was... Uh, God, don't you dare bring him up. You're going to stir up all kinds of feelings in me. Look at that stud. Look how muscular he looks like. He so looks, you still feel something now? I just tingle. No, 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 no. Could you imagine if I was a 44-year-old woman? Like, mm, look at him in that yellow suit. 
No, I he looks like Jack LaLanne, like those old timey fitness guys. Google Jack LaLanne, like his waist. Like remember when old timey guys, when they were fit, they had like a huge chest and a tiny waist. Yeah, there is Jack LaLanne. He mighty there he is in his blue shirt. Yeah, Jack LaLanne. He was the very like one of the first fitness gurus um, back in the day and. He would like pull cars with his teeth, I think. The father of the fitness movement. There he is, Jack LaLanne. Yeah, fitness. Look at him. Dead, of course. We all die in the end. But at least you look better than most if you exercise. <laughs> What's it good for? Fitness. It really is the truth. Like, we're all dying. At least one, we look a little better before you die. Leave a pretty corpse, right? Leave a pretty corpse. Yeah, live fast, die young. So uh, you guys wrote in about your cartoon crushes and a few of these I'd completely forgotten about. Oh my God, this one is 100%. This one's from Dempsey. Hey, cool mom. This is something I've often thought about. Super cool to hear your mention, you mentioned on the show. I constantly try to pinpoint the first one, but it's a dead heat between Ariel, of course, of course, and Daphne from Scooby-Doo. Bring up Scooby-Doo, Daphne. And I'm, th I'm thinking the old school uh, Daphne from the 60s because she was the hottie. There she is. There's something about the red-haired cartoons. No, this is Ariel. Bring up Daphne. There she is, Daphne. I think I wanted to be Daphne when I was growing up because she just was so cool and she had that 60s fashion, the 60s hair. There she goes, Daphne. I had a crush on... Um, I think on uh, Shaggy for a while, too. He was kind of cool because <laughs> he was like the stoner. And why couldn't they make Velma? She was such a freaking nerd. See the one with the glass? Do you know this show? This is a show like way too old for you guys. In the I never grew up on Scooby-Doo. Yeah. But do you know who, they, who these characters yeah, yeah, are? Yeah, like I know of these characters. I know, you know, that's the hot one. That's the not hot one. The pig, one, yeah. <laughs> Velma. Why couldn't they give her a bone? Like it was, it, that's funny because that's a very old timey thing. Where like there's a hot chick and then like the not hot chick. Like there was Ginger and Marianne, even though they were both objectively beautiful. Same with Lucy and Ethel. Did you know that Ethel in real life was better looking than Lucy? But then they had to uglify Ethel a little bit so that really? they could, Yeah, that's a true story. And that Ethel and Fred didn't get along in real life, that they hated each other a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and a little more. I'm a huge fan of I Love Lucy. Also, a little trivia. The reason Lucy wanted to do a television show with her husband, Ricky, uh, is because he... Yeah, there's Ethel. She's gorgeous. Vivian Vance. Is because he was um, road beaving. He was getting a lot of road beef, Ricky Ricardo. And she wanted to keep him home and do this, this show with him so that he wasn't constantly cheating on her. So they had quite a interesting quite an interesting marriage tumultuous she was a raging alcoholic sad but uh yeah gorgeous very talented very funny i love i love i love lucy so daphne from scooby doo i'd be curious if this is a pattern if your guy likes daphne too well my husband's into blonde so i'm gonna ask him what he's into I also wonder if it sets the stage for real people crushes. Oh, I know mine was the pink Power Ranger <laughs> directly after, as well as Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. Let's see who the pink Power Ranger. I, never I could got attest in. that she was very hot. But she, she took her mask off, so you got to see Hell her head? Yeah. Oh, my God. Is that Jessica Alba? <laughs> she's stunning. Yeah, she's gorgeous. 
And you saw their their faces in the show? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's, she's still an the actor. early stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she was great. She was very hot. She was your, yeah. Wow. Here we go. The two hottest Power Rangers on the show. Yeah. The yellow one and the pink one. There mm-hmm. you go. Wow. Yeah, I used to have a crush on uh, the Fonz from Happy Days, too. Fonzie was so hot. Henry Winkler. Oh, my God. There he is. I mean, is there anybody hotter than the Fonz or cooler than the Fonz? He was so rad. <laughs> hey, stick this thumb in your ass. Monday, Tuesday, happy day. Okay. Let's see. So this one, the che- this is Lindsay in Colorado. She writes, my cartoon crush as a kid was Captain Planet. Never heard of Captain Planet. That blue skin and chiseled face and bod was hot. <laughs> okay, there's Captain Planet. Hilarious. I can see that. But why is he wearing a crop top? It's so gay. Oh my God, his outfit is so gay. Who dresses like that? Miley Cyrus wears those tops, too. I don't know. Yeah, but... and his collar's, like, weirdly torn. Yeah. Are you sure you're heterosexual, Lindsay, in color? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he looks okay. He looks like Patrick Swayze with a crap job. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Okay. Uh, this comes from Marissa. I just wanted to share how the movie Aladdin helped turn me into... A lady in the streets, but a submissive slut with a light interest in bondage in the sheets that I am today. <laughs> Regardless of my young age, I was mesmerized by Jafar chaining up Princess Jasmine and making her his slave. Who could blame him, really? We can all agree Jasmine is the biggest hoe of all the princesses. <laughs> wow. All I can say is my husband is eternally grateful to Walt Disney and his patriarchal sexual masterpiece we all lovingly know as Aladdin. (laughs) Patriarchal sexual. Gosh, I never thought about it that way, but it's true. If it, you know, you see something as a little kid that dials into your sexual proclivity and and how, what a blessing. I mean, look, Jasmine is so hot, right? Oh yeah, I remember this scene now. Oh my goodness! No, yeah, this 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 was Damn. super hot to see as a kid. I think right. Mm-hmm. And Jafar is not related to her, so this not this is not incestual. This is like he's a villain, right? Look at that! Oh my god, <laughs> so horny! I didn't know, but I guess a good way for little kids to start, you know, awakening whatever you know they're their stuff i don't know i don't know how this works there's got to be a rhyme and reason to disney stuff he wasn't an idiot you know all the stuff is very calculated lest you think that disney doesn't know what they're doing let me tell you when i worked in animation they called disney mouse switch mouse mouse mousewitz how do they say it how do i say it now uh, why can't i say it? i'm trying to say auschwitz with mouse mousewitz yeah, yeah mousewitz mousewitz um a because <laughs> walt disney was a raging anti-semite and hated women he from what i hear rumors conjecture uh, what was my point oh oh but le- you know they really they sweat over every page of a script i mean they call it mauschwitz because literally every page of dialogue or every page in a movie just takes months and like they they spend so much time making sure that everything is just perfect and that's why these movies are fantastic because there's not there's not even a line of dialogue that is like a throwaway in a disney movie 
Uh, so there. How funny. Yeah, it is rather sexual, though. They do know what they're doing when they're drawing these uh, Disney, because the Disney princesses, if you look at the early one, I mean, Google Snow White. She doesn't have big old titties and uh, a crop top. And then you go to uh, Jasmine, you go to Ariel, and now they got these big old titties, their bellies are showing. Yeah, I mean, it's very interesting. I'm sure there's been a million studies done and a million uh, you know, feminist um, analyses. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't seem too crazy. They're not crazy, but definitely Ariel is. Definitely let's, showing off some. She's showing off her curves, and she's definitely more sexualized as a Disney princess than Snow White. Snow White, you don't even know if she's got a bod. This Ariel, <laughs> talk well, about showing off this deep V over here. Damn, girl. Yeah, she looks hot. Okay, my boyfriend ironically just had this conversation about cartoon crushes. Oh, this is so funny. I grew up having a massive hard-on for the 1970s Disney Robin Hood. Not only is he a fox, but I also thought he was totally foxy with an edgy personality, and I tend to be attracted to And guys. Now, I had a crush on Robin Hood, too. The fox I did, too. So fucking hot, bro. Love it. There he is. He was hot. Yeah, how did I have a crush on him? So weird. God oh god okay this is funny so as a child i had this insanely huge crush on the rapey and misogynist cartoon character johnny bravo who i don't know who this is look up johnny bravo is it maybe this is after my time oh <laughs> what is it he's dressed he's like a cool guy i don't know where this was this isn't like a nick show or no cartoon, cartoon network. network yeah this looks like it's it's past my time but cool so apparently he's a d-bag but maybe you like d-bags now Okay, this is from Phoenix. Thank you for sharing uh, your cartoon crushes, you guys. Do we have any voicemails about them, or are we, are we done with this topic? Hi there, my name oh. is Chloe. Um, I watched the episode about cartoon crushes, and my cartoon crush um, was the lion in <laughs> Lion King 2, Kozu. He was so sexy. He had a sexy voice. Like, he made the pussy throb. I just remember, oh like... My vagina throbbing. I was very young, and I was like, damn, he's sexy. He's a cartoon lion. What's wrong with me? And why is he so sexy? Look him up, because you will be so surprised. And listen to his sexy-ass voice. <laughs> okay, she's getting fired up just listen, just talking about him. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to ask a psychologist about this. Are you a psychologist? Tell me what's going on. I mean, the truth, the, the reality is, is that they anthropomorphize these animals so that you, they are person people like you know you're supposed to feel like they are they make the eyes wider right on younger characters so that children watching relate that's how they they make a character look young so that children watching go oh yeah it's a baby like me and uh wow there you go wow made her v throb Jeez, <laughs> she's into exotic <laughs> right? and we have one, one oh voice oh wow you guys really like this topic <laughs> hi james my name is mackenzie i live in north carolina i just wanted to share my weird cartoon crushes from being a kid um i think when i first realized i was bisexual without knowing what it means was when i had a crush on captain hook and tinkerbell simultaneously <laughs> tinkerbell obvious she's smoking hot Captain Hook, however, he just seemed like a really cool dude. He had a hook, he had a cool mustache, he's always making up cool plans. Anyway, those are a couple of my cool childhood crushes. Thanks, mommies. Keep it high and tight. He seemed like a cool guy. He's always making cool plans. He had a cool hook. 
could you imagine meeting somebody with a hook hand now? You'd be like, whoa. Like all these weirdos who do these body modifications. Like I tattoo my eyeballs. Oh yeah, bitch. Do you have a hook hand? Cause that shit's terrifying, bro. Get a hook hand. Damn. Tinkerbell was gorgeous. I remember like, I, I didn't have a crush on her, but I wanted to be her. I think that's how I would be like, oh, I want I want to look like her. I want to be her. Oh, Julia Roberts yeah, is the best. Yeah, I had a best. crush on this Tinkerbell. Oh, Julia Roberts is the best. I think she's a sweet person. She seems like she's sweet in real life, too. I think she's, I don't know, pretty normal, I guess, as movie stars go. Wow. Well, thank you guys for sharing all your uh, embarrassing cartoon crushes. I didn't realize that anyone else had these, and I was so ashamed for so many years that I was really into Mighty Mouse and Robin Hood, who I'd forgotten about. God, that's like my second love. I'm trying to remember some more. <sighs> Hot and steamy. Okay. I wanted to bring up some Susan Pinsky... <coughs> Excuse me, follow-ups. I received a lovely email from a listener. Um, this is written... Oh, this is from a DM. A DM I got from a, a gents man. Uh, his name is Josh. He writes, I appreciate you and Susan. I just listened to your episode of WMMA with Mrs. Pinsky, and I wanted to thank you. I appreciate your attitude towards your men. I know... We can be gross, obviously, but it feels like the prevailing attitude toward men in our society is that we're garbage and unwanted. It was nice to hear something different. When Susan said, you're worthy, it hit, it hit me in my soft spot. Thank you, and please pass it along to Susan. I, and I absolutely did. I sent this to her, and she was very appreciative. Gosh, that makes me so sad. Um, this message really made me feel so sad because I... Uh, it's it's nice to feel we're wanted. I agree. I, you know, guys, I just think the pendulum is swinging um, one way in our society, and and it'll it'll eventually come back. But I gotta tell you, I I I do love men. I'm raising two two men, and men have always been uh, very wonderful to me. So I don't know. I don't know what the fuck do I know. We're all we're all on this wacky planet together. So. Let's try to be nice to each other. How about that? Here's another one. Um, hold on. Okay. We're talking about foot rubs. Susan Pinsky reveals she also gets nightly foot rubs. There I was for a half second feeling super smug thinking, fuck yeah, Susan, we got these guys trained. When a split second later, Drew completely shatters my world. This is when Drew and I were talking about this foot rub set saying yeah remember what i get in exchange for those between four to ten blowjobs a week <laughs> i had a pit in my stomach and i could feel my cheeks going red as i turned to my boyfriend and see him cracking up suddenly he's a smug one and he's pushing my feet out of his lap hello <laughs> yeah there's some give and take right every time you have susan on wa she starts fucking shit up for the rest of us <laughs> yeah, ain't that the truth love katie I know uh, Susan Pinsky's dangerous because she starts raising the bar on sexual activity and on foot rubs and shit. But I will say that since I started demanding cuddles from my husband, uh, he's been doing it more. So that's been exciting. And I, I force the affection on him and I just make him do it. You know, what am I supposed to do? 
Okay. Let's wait. So yeah. asking for foot rubs has been working out well for you? No, I don't. I'm not partial to the foot rubs. I'm one who head scratches. I, I like head scratches. Yeah. Are you, sorry, you getting more of those? I'm getting more, but it's because I'm demanding it more. Mm. You know, I think having Riaz, um, our gay Muslim dad, on the show when he was like, "We're fifty fifty, and I can't believe straight women put up with stuff," I was like, "I was like, yeah." <laughs> Yeah, you're right, man. I ain't putting. I mean, my gay friends have always said that. Like, why? I can't believe straight women put up with this shit. Like, you guys. So now I just yell at Tom. I basically <laughs> belittle him and chastise him. I go, well, here's my argument. I'll be like, look, I maintain your peener needs, right? Like, I'm the keeper of your peener, and you're the only one I can turn to for physical affection. So you better fucking start putting out in the snuggle town. <laughs> And I think that really made uh, it resonated with him because now he's been putting out in Snuggle Town, and I put out in Dick Town. Let me tell you, I put the f out, and I do it with a smile. Now, am I queen of the beaches like Leanne Kreischer? No, but I give it a little time. I do other stuff. I'm not going to reveal all my secrets. You know, what we need to do Nadav what? is we need to get Leanne on here and do like a special beige tutorial. Mm. Maybe we do like a, a right, WMMA. Lessons, right? Well, she read a book that a right. gay guy wrote, and she, she's oh, and she always forgets the title conveniently when when she's here. She's always like, "Yeah, I forgot. I don't. Heck, shoot. How, how do I know what the name of the book is? I can't. I can't remember Christina." And then she just keeps her little beach secret. So we need to get her to reveal. All right, I'll hit her up and uh, schedule her. <laughs> or maybe we do uh, a pay per view, like a live where my Ooh. mom's at, because I think that one's going to be too nasty for the tube. That's actually a very good point. <laughs> yeah. And that we would very much lose monetization if we <laughs> gave a tutorial on how to give a good beach. Because I want the women and the gay men watching to really learn. I don't want it to be coded and veiled. Like, I want to see her techniques and right. stuff. Grab the nuts here. Yeah. Hit the taint there. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Wow, you really... I don't know. I'm just throwing out stuff I've heard. <laughs> Jeez, it's off. How's your love life? Are you? I mean, I know it's COVID. Are you talking to anybody? Are you chatting some bitches up? What's happening? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's uh, there's there, there's usually some DMs going on, but you know, yeah. the the biggest thing that sucks is a, it's COVID. I know. And uh, you know, the, because this is an international show, a lot of these a lot of these people aren't local, so it's you know, it's kind of just like talking and you know, exchanging niceties and then seeing where it goes, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, not, nothing too, nothing too uh, uh, solid on on the forefront, I guess. In that well, world. once this COVID is done, I mean, you have a passport. Yeah, I'm so excited. Go, like, I can't wait. I to. really, I, I would love to go on some sort of tour. Me too. And can I tell you, I've been really wanting to go to Hungary. Like, I wanna, I wanna do what Tom did internationally, and like take my kids and stuff and start showing them. Hell yeah, show Europe. them the motherland. I love to. I think I will. I think I will. I will plan this thing, okay. Um, you know what segment we have not done in so long, and I have some saved up for you, um, is Mom Fails. Oh. Now it's time yeah. for a round of Mom, Mom Fails. <laughs> I love sharing these um, because we all need to know that we're just doing the best we can. And I, I really, like... This morning I was having coffee 
near my house with my baby, my two-year-old, just two years, the Julian and I were chilling. And I looked over at the table next to me and this this woman was breastfeeding her tiny little four month old and she had a three year old running around and I was just like man my heart went out to her I was like girl I know you're in it I just I know you're in the thick of it you know and um I saw her getting into her car and my little boy was looking at her car and I just started talking to her and I was like I don't know I just felt like she wanted to chat I think she needed somebody to just acknowledge that she's still a human and that you're still uh you're still there <laughs> i was like oh don't worry you're just in the worst of it it gets better um but here's some mom fails um oh and the point being like i really don't judge moms anymore in public when i see a mom like just trying you're like dude i get it it's so hard and uh before I became a mom I would totally judge people I'm like why is that baby crying in the restaurant like or you know why is that parent letting their kid watch a tablet during dinner I'm like uh have you raised boys have you ever had a guy a little two-year-old boy who won't sit down because I fucking have and he wouldn't eat unless we bribed him with television he doesn't anymore but okay so here's some mom fails from you guys do we have any of uh, no no voicemails right Okay, just reads. Hey, mommy, I have a... Just reads. <laughs> What's happened? That's I, short for emails, yeah. right, Christine? Is, it, is, that, is this text? No, it's not text. I think it's just my brain is like... I've been drinking so much lately. Like, <laughs> I've been drinking every, like, every night. I go through these waves. And I, I don't drink a ton. I drink two glasses of white wine and I'm like ripped. But is it always two? Is it sometimes two. more than that? No, I'm telling you, I go, it's half the bottle. It's half. That's two glasses. And I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. I'm fucking hammered. And um, and then I'll just stop like one day. I'll just be like, I'm done. But I definitely think it's it's now, not good. Do you ever have thoughts where you're like, <laughs> now look, I don't want to drink tonight, but that half bottle's going to go bad if I don't drink it. Oh, um, no, I think that's severe alcoholism. I think that's bad. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. Oh, I don't. I don't worry about the thing going bad, but some nights I will force it. I'll be like, I shouldn't. I shouldn't drink. Like I, I don't want to drink. Like you know, when you're a real addict and you're like, I don't want to do this to myself again. I shouldn't smoke cigarettes. Like, this is when I smoke cigarettes. I would do the same. I shouldn't smoke. It's just so bad for you. Cut to five minutes later. Like, you know, I can't. I shouldn't drink anymore. Oh. Um, but anyway, so this this is the reads. I'm going to do the read. <laughs> hey, mommy, I have a mom fail from Ohio. When my son was around one and a half years old, he got a pretty nasty bump on his head. I was able to console him enough to try to get a good look at his head, at which point I noticed a huge spider Ugh. had somehow gotten into his hair and was still alive. Oh, God, I just got the chills. I immediately freaked out and tried to quickly brush the spider off my son. Ooh, but accidentally ended up slapping him on the side of his already injured head. Oh, the spider came off and my son immediately started crying again. No worries, though, as everyone was okay except for the spider, which I immediately killed. Thank you. I love the show, Melissa. Oh, God. It's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, that's scary. I would say that's a mom win. She saved her baby's life. I know, I know. But then when you make them cry in the process, you're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I fucked up. I'm sorry, I'm so stupid, mom. So I have a couple of great mom fails. Um, so this was, I don't know, a couple months back. 
I was in Julian's room and my kids were just running around. It was bedtime and I just, um, I needed to just hide from my family for a minute, um, which is a thing Tom and I openly admit to now. <laughs> like the other day, I was hiding from the family in our room, just like looking at talks, you know, and he comes in and he stops and he goes, you hiding from the family? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I just need a minute. I just need to, I just need to not hear mommy for five minutes. <laughs> So I was, um, I was just trying to get in my talk time, just trying to look at my phone, and I knew the baby was gone for too long. I sensed it was, it, it was like just a, a beat too long, because I usually hear the footsteps like tap, 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 he runs up, tap, 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 he runs that way, he runs this way, I know what they're doing, you know, they're chasing the dog around, they're racing up and down the hallway, um, they're giggling, they're taking their diaper off, you know, Julian's taking his diaper off and laughing. And I knew it was silent for too long. And that's that's the mark of trouble, right? When the toddlers are quiet, you're like, oh, it's up to no good. And I waited just a beat longer than I normally do. And I went into my bedroom and Julian had somehow opened an Advil bottle. I know, a red, the red Advil, the tasty kind, which they do make taste delicious, by the way. So I don't blame him. And he was like, I looked and he had the red on his hands and the red on. And I was like, no, like I immediately was like, ah, it out. and he had one tablet in his mouth. And I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. So I immediately call, you know, the pediatrician in a panic. Like, what do I do? Oh my God, is he gonna? And she's like, how long was he gone? I'm like, not long, but like a beat longer than I normally would check on him. She's like, probably at best he swallowed one or two. Maybe, maybe, but I doubt he swallowed it. I'm like, okay, okay, thank God, you know. Um, the point being, uh, they will, just you know, if your kid does accidentally <laughs> eat Advil, they will vomit, apparently, from being poisoned. So um, that's a good thing. But uh, yeah, so immediately that night, so she says to me, which was really cool, actually, because she was like, uh, hey, good thing it, it was only Advil. And I was like, yes. So I immediately, oh, she, she, she suggested locking up all your drugs, everything. And um, it's like a pill box, a lock box that has a combination on it. And so I immediately got one from Amazon the next day. And I keep everything that is potentially edible and horrible in this box high up. Yeah, it's like a lockbox. You just buy it on Amazon, a pill box with a, with a combo. So was Julian okay? He's did, fine. Did he have any throwing up nah, there? No, I don't even think he got to swallowing one. I think he like got one in his mouth and was tasting it. And I was like, no, like I got there. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and he, he had like a couple in his little fist that I'd pried out and that was it. So he's fine. He did not vomit. He was not OD'd or anything. But my God, that was really a lesson. So, phew lesson learned what a scary moment i know because like I, I was like what if you got into you know mommy xanax <laughs> i'd be so bummed no no uh, but you'd have to worry god damn so i just lock up anything that is potentially edible and then i had another one where um i was driving ellis around <laughs> and he's like in the back seat behind me oh i should do this as part of my michelin segment I'm going to save it. Ooh. Why don't we segue into Michelin right now? Sure, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do the Michelin segment right now. This is a perfect timing. Today's Driving with Kids segment is brought to you by our sponsor, Michelin, and the new Michelin Cross Climate 2. Learn more at michelinman.com. 
So this is a perfect driving uh, with kids story. Uh, I was driving Ellis home from preschool and he's like, he loves to make me smell his feet. That's his big thing. He's like, smell my stinky feet because they're so sweaty by the end of the day. So it's a big joke. He takes his shoes and his socks off and I smell his feet and I go, oh my God, that's so stinky. So he's in the back seat and he goes, mom, I'm going to take my shoes off. You're going to smell my feet. And I was like, all right, dude, you know, whatever. I'm driving, I'm driving. And we get home and I look back and I'm like, well, where are your shoes? He goes, I threw them out the window. <laughs> I was like, what? So of course I drove him around the neighborhood looking for his shoes and taught him that you cannot throw your shoes out the window. Oh my God. Did you guys find them? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Luckily there's like, it's just one route that we take and I, know, I knew, but yeah, little monster. Don't let him throw stuff out the windows, guys. Oh, how do you get him to <laughs> not do that again? Um, you just explain over and over and over again that it's completely inappropriate. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you just got to explain stuff over, at least with some kids, certain kids, my kids. <laughs> I don't know if everybody's kids are like that. We have a voicemail. Let's do that one next. That's fun. Yeah, you're mentioning that uh, driving with the uh, kids, so I had a story. It's not mine, but it's a family member that stuck with me from when I was a kid. So um, my aunt was driving in an old Regal, and back then those cars used to have that bucket seat and uh, the little one was sitting in between them in the front and uh, while they were on the highway going like 70 she reached up and pulled on the gear shift put it in reverse and screwed up the entire car i'm not <laughs> sure how that played out after but i remember hearing that story and it's just always kept it's funny so Can't have kids in front. that's so rad do you know when he's talking about an old bucket seat um, I think so. Cause I know that pulling the gear shift, like if that's you're, real. Yeah. If you're driving uh pretty fast and then all of a sudden someone just oh. accidentally nudges it into reverse, oh. you're going to fuck up that car pretty hard. Right. Your, is it your transmission? I don't know. From yeah. Shifting. You drop, you drop a, tra- a, tra- a tranny or something, right? Okay. That's what, okay. Sorry, Wait, look sorry. up, look up old Regal, old Regal, Regal car bucket seat. Cause I think I know what he's talking about. Cause back in the eighties. My mom was dating this guy who had like an old ass Cadillac and there was like a seat. Yeah. In the middle, right behind the gear shift. That's right. And, uh, uh, you remember, I remember being in between there to like in between them. Yeah. 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 You sit in between the two. That's so cool. That was fun, dude. The eighties. Yeah. One of these deals. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's kind of for two people, but you could fit a kid in there. Yeah. You fit a kid in there. It was, it was really just so that a kid could dangerously sit in between two adults. And by the way, this is before seatbelt laws. So you would just free ball in between. Yeah. Here's another one. Hi, May mommy. As a kid growing up, my parents scared me and never allowed me to turn the dome car light on while we were driving. Obviously, this was only at night, but if I dropped something in the car and couldn't find it, I'd be SOL because I couldn't turn the light on. My parents told me I can never put the light on because it's illegal and we would get pulled over and get a ticket. It wasn't until about a few years ago in my late 20s that this was complete BS and no such law exists. <laughs> Michaela. Yeah, I, I think my parents told me the same lie. You, you could get a ticket for this. I'm like, I, I think you can. You drive with your car light on your internal at night in California. I think you can. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's against the rules. Like, I remember no. hearing that, too. Like, my parents never said it to me. But I remember, like, that's like a urban, an yeah. urban legend or an urban myth or whatever. They're just like, yeah, man, you, you, 
you can't have any light inside the car or else you're fucked, dude. I wonder. I I, I should probably know this. Let's let's Google it up. It's got to be. You're allowed to have your interior lights on while you're driving in California. It's it's a myth. Oh well, it's illegal. No, it's a myth. There is no law in California that outlaws driving with the dome light on, so it's illegal. Wow, that's cool. It's legal. It's unsafe, um, <laughs> but it is not illegal in California. Very good. Good to know. Here's another uh, Michelin driving with kids story. I wanted to share what I am calling a historical mom fail from my mother that took place in 1972. I was three years old and we were going someplace in her car. Back then there were no car seats and nobody wore seatbelts. My mom was a smoker, lucky strikes, no filter, pack a day. Boom, there you go, mom. She forgot her cigarettes and pulled around to the front of the house got out of the car to go get them, leaving me there in the running car. <laughs> we lived on a hill. The car was parked facing uphill. I climbed over the front seat and started play driving and shifted the car into reverse. <gasps> the car rolled backwards and down an embankment into some trees. For years after, I had falling dreams and would land and wake up with my heart racing. I've forgotten to buckle the car seats on multiple occasions and my little one will let me know right away yelling, I'm not buckled. It always makes me think of my mom in that story. Oh my gosh, David from Minnesota, thanks for sharing. That is truly terrifying. I think that's like a scene from that from a movie. I think Look Who's Talking To did that, didn't they? <laughs> like the baby gets into a car or the cab and like backs up. That is truly terrifying. If you guys want to share your... Uh, driving horror stories, leave me a voicemail, 213-375-5184, or email them to me, where my mom's at, at gmail.com. I will share your uh, nightmare driving stories. <clears throat> and thank you for Michelin for supporting that segment. Okay. So many important things still to catch up on. I tell you, you guys. So, Pajitsky effects, <clears throat> I have another one to share with you, a... I mean, this one, I felt like such an idiot for because I'm like, the fuck am I doing? Okay, so as you guys know, I had the epiphany uh, a couple years back because I like to have coffee the minute my eyes open. I don't want to wait to go down the stairs and potentially get hassled by the dog or the kids. You know what I'm saying? I need to fuel up and get ripped and ready for everything that's about to happen. Because, you know, it it, it, ha it all rolls. You wake up, the kid comes running, eh, mommy, mommy, and then everything. So it's imperative that I get caffeine immediately. <clears throat> and I take my Lexapro with my coffee. <clears throat> Are you on Lexapro yet, uh, Nadal? Me? No, mm -hmm. I'm, uh, I am white-knuckling this <gasps> whole thing. Oh, you got to get on some antidepressant. Sure. <laughs> We're anti anxiety men. But anyway, so I, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm here. And every morning, here's what I do I make the coffee, I put in some protein powder thing that I take, and then I put the cold milk in there because I have a tiny fridge, I have the, the coffee machine, and I've got my mug station, and I've got a spoon, and then my coffee gets cold because I poured the cold milk in. I finally had the epiphany. Why don't you get a microwave, you dumb donkey? And then I can heat up the coffee. I, I mean, how many fucking years, Nadav, until I get to just get a microwave, you idiot, and put it put it on the station? Hold on. So now you have a, a microwave <sighs> in the bathroom, too? In 
the shitter right so next to what? my turlet. Okay, so you're you're microwaving your browns, you're microwaving your coffee. Yeah. And there's a fridge in there too, right? A tiny fridge. A tiny. A fridge. tiny fridge, just big enough for like two but, cans of coke. But a but a normal sized microwave. No, a tiny micro. I mean, I got the smallest one on the market on Amazon. What? How? But how big is that? I don't know. It's like 0.7 centimeters, something. 0.7 centimeters. <laughs> That's there's no way. <laughs> It's Smurf. It's a Smurf microwave. <laughs> you know what my goal is? I want is it to. One of these it's fuckers? one of the, So I have that mini fridge. So the pink one that the guy's holding, but uh -huh. it's like, it's white okay. to match my bathroom. Uh -huh. And then I didn't get that bullshit retro thing because I know that's gonna suck. Right. I just got like a, 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 you know, HP Hewlett Pat or like a Kenmore. Mm. reputable brand i don't trust no microwave galats retro fuck you that's gonna go <laughs> that's gonna go bad in like a minute bro i do name brand only my credit Damn. card never gets declined so you have a coffee maker yes a refrigerator and yes a microwave and spoons and spoons all oh. in your bathroom oh and half and half in right. my fridge that's in the fridge right and backup creamers in case i run out of half backup half. creamers backup evergreen ones like you know the kind that you those the nasty ones like they're just always good they oh, never yeah, go yeah, bad yeah, yeah. The, 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 you don't need to refrigerate them you no don't, but they'll be there when you need nuclear holocaust you'll have your <laughs> carnation instant well, i don't know how that stays good that's dairy Damn, how big is this station? You have so many it's, different... You have my entire kitchen in your bathroom. It's not that big. I'm telling you. It's like a little... It, 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 I'll, I'll take a picture of it for the next show. I'll show yeah, you guys. Yeah, we I'll show you what, what, what I'm talking like about. I'll scale it for you. But I really feel like if they want to build houses right, they should put a kitchen on every floor. Can I tell you what I fucking saw in Texas? Tom and I... I mean, the cat's out of the bag. We were looking at uh, real estate in Austin. <sighs> These Texans are so into um, comfort. You guys are going to, I don't know if this is normal in other parts of the country and we're just idiots in California. There are people who have washers and dryers in their closets. Have you ever heard of such a comfort in your life? Um, yeah. What? Wait. In their closet? In the closet. As opposed to like where? Like in the garage? Bruh. In the garage, downstairs, upstairs, not not in the... I have never in my 44 years seen a washer dryer in somebody's walk-in closet. Well, You've seen like, this? Well, You've seen like, this? There's closets with washer and dryer where it's just like it's a way to hide them. You know, it's just like, oh, let's just put like a closet around this. No, I'm talking about it's, it's a walk-in closet that you keep your clothes in, like your jeans, your sweaters. And then in your nice ass walk-in closet with your shoes and stuff is a freaking washer and dryer bro no no you you you, you know what i'm talking about yeah bro like that like that homie look that's yeah that's real nice bro i mean nice. that's that's definitely nicer than than anything else. that's not what you're thinking of yeah, yeah I'm, that's thinking not of your shit. I'm thinking of this shit no bro nah, you're just thinking of a laundry room with right. like closets and shit mm -hmm. no 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 I'm saying you're talking about this luxury yo, fancy shit get your life that's what I it's mean, like in texas bro these fools, they do everything right, and they have guest houses, and they like, uh, uh, they're really, really into comfort. They know how to. I'm gonna throw up. They really know what they're doing. Why am I vomiting some? What did I add like avocado uh, earlier? But wow, talk about um, smart. 
I mean, I never, I mean, always, uh, if I had my way, I'd, yeah, you put the washing machine where the clothes are. I, it always killed me. The washing machine is in the garage. God damn it. Now I got to walk all the way out there and it's cold as fuck or whatever. It's raining. Oh, I get it. So it's like yeah, you don't bro. even need a hamper anymore, dog. What the fuck you need a hamper for? The it's fucking, right there. Yeah, the washer's ah! the hamper. I'm so mad that I didn't know this until now. So efficient. It's so efficient. <sighs> Anyway, I mean, that's another Pajitsky effect that they figured out that I was like, what? I mean, I've, anyway, I, I'm so upset that it took me this long. Okay. Good morning. Good morning, Christina. <laughs> Why do they write good morning, Christina? It's so funny. I just realized this past year that I can open a car door the entire way when I get in to make it easier. <laughs> I know what she's talking about. I know what she's talking about. Wait. I know what you're talking about, girl. Wait, because she's so used to like being parked next to another car that it's like it's to kind of like side sidestep out of it. What do you I don't fully understand this. I do this too where I <laughs> like you just don't believe you deserve the door opened all the way. So you like you open it partially so that like you kind of, yeah, you have to like mush your body like in it instead of just like open it all the way and then you've got all this room. I know what she's talking about. I do the same thing. And then you're like scraping against the dirt. <sighs> Wait, but there's no reason, like there's not, there's no physical thing blocking mm -hmm. the door. And that, that's what she's writing and I've done it. Right, Let's see what it. she says. Hold on, hold on. She goes, easier. So number one, I fit through the space. And number two, so I don't get the gross exterior grime all over me. I also would always leave my purse on as I entered the car, which added to the complication <laughs> of fitting through such a small entry. Yeah, I know. I do the same. So you're like, Ugh, and you're so angry because your purse is knocking against everything. Okay, so 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 now I open the door wide and take my purse off before entering a vehicle and it has significantly improved my quality of life. This all stemmed from a friend's dad yelling at me when I was eight for opening a car door and chipping the paint on the car next to us, see? I've never been able to rid myself of the shame and anxiety of that moment, so I've spent 25 years looking TikTok trying to get into a car. See, guys don't get it because you guys don't have like a big purse that you have to like, you sit down and you put it in. I know. Well, here's, this one's going to blow your mind, Laura. What if you put, what, I started doing this one. What if you unlock your car and you open the passenger side door, put your purse down on the passenger seat, and then walk around and just open that other door wide to sit down. Get your life, bro. Now you don't even have to deal with the putting the purse like that. Then you'd value yourself too much. <laughs> you would love yourself too much. Um, had this hit me hard this week. I had never, I never used an insulated cup slash glass at home when I grew up. They were so expensive and a waste of money. I always just expected a warm drink and a sweaty glass after a few hours and used a coaster. <laughs> so I'm now 36 and my partner of five years swears by them. Well, I bent at the knee after doing a trial period with one of hers. <laughs> 
I found myself enjoying the ability to place my cup on any surface, cold liquid, hours later, and just overall more enjoyment. So now at 36 years old, I just purchased my first insulated glass for home. Holy shit, what a fucking treat. Piss on me, beat me, TJ. I mean, have you even, I know you haven't discovered an insulated glass. Have you? Of course I have. You have? Yeah. Because I just discovered them about a decade ago, and that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think we're on the same, I think we're on the same timeline. Big treat. Oh, we have voicemails. Let's do some voicemails. Big treats. <laughs> hey, Mommy. So after listening to all of your shows, hearing about all the toxicity effects, I was always curious. Like, I have plenty of trauma. What's mine? And it hit me this morning that, you know, I've always kind of scheduled my showers around like, okay, well, I want to shower, but I have to work out later. So I guess I'll just wait. And like, turns out I can shower right then when I want to. And then again later. Crazy. <laughs> So thanks, mommy. Keep them high and tight. <laughs> she goes, I have plenty of trauma. So <laughs> she's like, check. Like, why can't I remember? So, yes, I agree with you. And let me tell you something. I, too, have discovered that, that I don't have to wait until after the workout to shower. I will often wake up, take a dump, shower, do exercise, do my fitness, and then shower again. Now, my husband will shame me for this because he, too, thinks like you used to of like, what are you doing? You're, aren't you going to work out? You're going to shower twice? I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to fucking shower twice. OK, I'll pay the water bill. God, like he shames me. But I still I don't let them shame you for um, taking care of yourself. Wow, it's a big one. All right, let's do another one. <laughs> I love these so much. Hey, Christina. Um, my name's Mandy, and um, so <laughs> I have a the effect for you. So um, I grew up with, like, a mom who was super frugal. Like, we always – I mean, we had money, but she always went to, like, the dollar store. <laughs> and because of that, now that I'm, like, have a full-time job out of school and everything, I have to, like – remind myself I don't have to buy off-brand anything <laughs> like I remember eating off-brand pop-tarts growing up <gasps> and I have to remind myself that I can spend the extra I think like dollar fifty for a name <laughs> brand and it won't break the bank so yeah there's my positivity effect thanks mm. uh, love me be yeah I know the problem with the dollar store is that it's so damn tempting I mean, you feel like a goddamn millionaire after going to the dollar store, you know, but it's never as good. I, I, my advice to everybody on the dollar store is never buy anything edible at the dollar store. OK, the dollar store is great for sponges. OK, uh, any kind of cooking utensil that's not like serious wrapping paper, Halloween and Christmas tchotchkes. Um, little trinkets and toys for the kids, but I would steer clear of anything ingestible and, you know, Tylenol or anything of that nature. Cause you got to think, why is that food in the dollar store? That can't be a good thing. I mean, Jesus, go to Walmart, uh, but don't go to, uh, what is it? JC, does JC Penny still exist? I think so. Hmm. I think no. so. But like 99 cent store. I'd, I'd argue that the 99 cent store is better than uh, a piece of shit Walmart. You know? Mm. I know that uh, Bert buys his Kool-Aid from the dollar store. 
mm-hmm. or sends Leanne to the dollar store to go buy it. Yeah, Bert doesn't go to the yeah. dollar store. <laughs> Leanne does it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, any more? We got another one? Hi, Christina. This is Jody from Illinois. I had a Pajinsky effect for you. It happened after we started potty training our first child. I brought baby wipes into the bathroom to clean her up after her browns and realized I could do the same. I have never looked back or had a more tidy tidy. Now I use them for everything from hobo baths to removing my makeup. Keep it high and tight. Bye. Wow. Congratulations. That is amazing. Um, I, too, realized that I could buy makeup wipes instead of washing my face and then getting enraged when my mascara would run down under my eyes and then I would have just like raccoon eyes. Um, I also realized I could buy waterproof mascara um, and then not have to deal with black under my eyes ever. Let's do one last one. This is so much fun. Hi, Christina. My name is Janine. Um, I wanted to share my Krzyzewski effect. So when I was a kid, my mom always told me that you could never eat cereal past noon. It was. I thought it was like a common rule. I thought it was an American thing. I thought everybody knew about it. So I never was allowed to eat cereal past noon. I would only do it when she wasn't home because, you know, then I'd get in trouble. And she would get furious. So one time I went to my friend's house, and I look, and she's eating cereal. Yeah. It's like 6 p.m. I look what? outside. It's dark. And I'm like, what are you doing? Your mom's home. Like, her mom was upstairs. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's going to catch you. Like, what, what are you doing? And I'm freaking out. And she, like, looked at me like, what are you talking about? I'm just eating. Mom came down, had no issue with it, and it was then that I realized, you're crazy. I can do this. So now I eat cereal all the time. If it's morning, I eat cereal. If it's night, I eat cereal. Anytime. And I just think to myself, like, ha, ha, ha. Like, she'd be so mad if she knew I was eating cereal. Feels good. Thanks. Love you. Piss on me. Beat me. Bye. Feels good, right? It's a form of rebellion when you realize you can do whatever the F you want. Yeah. It's funny. I think Tom had that realization. Um, he loves breakfast. And I, I remember one time we were like, this is like a million years ago. Uh, we were wanting dinner. He's like, you know, I just, I'd rather have breakfast. And I was like, well, you can, you can have breakfast whenever you want. And he was like, whoa, like it blew his mind too. And it, re- it reminds me, this is so random. And I always think of this um, special needs kid that my friend used to work with he was really this kid would get really upset when he saw people eating breakfast not at breakfast time (laughs) and he would always tell me i just remember that you know when you hear a story and you're like oh that's so funny and so this the special needs kid would get so mad and he would go breakfast is for breakfast time only he would get mad at people if he saw you eating an item out of order (laughs) breakfast is for breakfast time only so Tom and I always say that to each other now when he realized he could eat breakfast at night. He said breakfast is not just for breakfast time only. You could enjoy breakfast. No, I totally uh, used to be like that too. Right. I don't understand. Breakfast is for people. breakfast time only. Well, there was like a commercial that definitely ran in LA. I think it was for IHOP. <laughs> but there was like a kid from Boy Meets World that's just like, welcome to IHOP. You can have breakfast at dinner time and dinner at breakfast time. You're like what? It's like, wait, what? No, you're talking crazy now. Crazy. And by the way, I don't think IHOP is very good. Yeah, it's not. It sucks. But you could get breakfast anytime you want, homie. I know, but how do you fuck up breakfast? That's the one, like, you could order breakfast anywhere, and it's really hard for them to fuck it up. And I feel like IHOP fucks up breakfast. 
I don't like it there. Mm. I don't like their eggs, Benny. I'll tell you what's a good. Oh, you're getting eggy Benny from IHOP. I know. Maybe that's yeah. My that's fault. the move. Bad on me. Yeah, you gotta go. You get you. You gotta treat eggy Bennies almost like uh, mm. uh, like fish. You know, there's certain places yeah. that you won't order fish that's from. That's so true. Yeah. Because, what was I thinking? Because what I heard was is that most chefs hate making eggy bennies hmm. and you know the ones at ihop are just like fuck it just throw it together man. i know it's because the sauce has like raw egg in it and they're poached eggs and it's very time yeah. sensitive yeah you poaching eggs that. is a fine art i know it really is um i do however love me a cracker barrel i have you ever eaten at a cracker barrel i have not well we don't get them in california now sarah tiana she has a theory she told me that the reason Cracker Barrel can't exist in California is because of our earthquake laws. And Cracker Barrel is known for having all those tchotchkes hanging up on the walls everywhere. And you can't have tchotchkes because of the, you know, if there's an earthquake, all that stuff's going to fall on people and kill them. And Cracker Barrel was like, fuck you, we're Cracker Barrel. We know <laughs> we're going to keep our tchotchkes up. And that's why they're not like super well known in California. We don't have them. But when I'm on the road and there's a Cracker Barrel, you bet your life I'm there. That shit is good. Now, that's a brekkie right there, homie. And Denny's. I do like the moons over my hammy. I can't, you can't go wrong. Denny's is where you well, order breakfast. Fuck Denny's, dude. Denny's is the same shit as IHOP. What the fuck are you talking about? No, homie? bro. No. It's the same cow? No, you bite your tongue. <laughs> what? Hold on. How are, you, how are they different? First of all, Denny's is crappier. It's open twenty. Is IHOP open twenty four hours? Hell yeah! It's not the ones I go to. Well, or the Denny's. Ones I went by I the way, know. IHOP only serves breakfast. They don't serve hamburgers and stuff, right? Wrong. They Wrong. have a full menu. You could get a whole fried platter of shit. Trust me. <laughs> that, that used to be my go-to in high school. It's just like, yeah, let me get the chicky tendies. Let me get the mozzarella sticks. Ugh. Yeah. See, um, I prefer it all those. Good. You'd feel, no. You'd feel bad after. But I like those items better at Denny's. I like their mozzarella sticks. I like their moods over my hammy. I like all their shitty. I like their grilled cheese better Homie, at it's Denny's. Like, it's like the same food with a different logo pretty much. It's the same I caliber. I feel that IHOP is greasier and they don't care as much for the flavors. Their flavors aren't as good. I think it's the same. Well, agree to disagree. Yeah, I guess so. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> agree to disagree, I guess. Uh, let's do things I never thought I would say. I'm trying to think if there's one. I've been telling my uh, older son, you can't you can't curse until you're 16 a lot. Um, he said shit yesterday. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do? Look, I can't stop being the potty mouth. Just because I have kids, it's not going to happen. Hi, Mommy. So we all know how babies' toes are the most delicious snack. Yes, they are. So while we're changing those shit diapers, we have to make sure those tootsies steer clear. So while I was changing my son, he went into bicycle feet mode as soon as the shit diaper came off. And I found myself saying, excuse me, sir. I like to eat those toes. Please keep my snacks clean. As soon as it came out of my mouth, I thought of the podcast and it's definitely not a sentence I ever said or thought I would say. I love Eugene's Taylor. That's a good one. Excuse me. <laughs> I'd like to eat those toes. Please keep my snacks clean. <laughs> so silly. Oh, that's fun. Hello, mommy. The thing I never thought I would say to my 10 year old, you can't Google what sex dolls are. <laughs> prompted my seeing a google search based on a conversation he had with his cousin that's 11 piss on me beat me fonda oh my god at 10 years old you're googling sex dolls well no that makes sense that's about when you start hearing about stuff right 10 years old 
I don't know. Let's do one. Would uh, what would Christina P do? Um, submit these to two one three three seven five five one eight four. Where are my mom's at at gmail dot com? What would Christina P do? Oh, let's do the voicemail first, and then I'll do this one. You got mom questions? CP's got mom answers. God, what would Christina up. P do? My tits are. Oh, my uh, two-year-old now says, "I want to play with your boobies," and then he makes me put my hangers down and then he slaps that's <laughs> fun i want to play with your boobies he's really chatty now okay what's this what would christina do yeah sorry hey, sorry Go. um i just had a quick question uh my husband and i have been trying to get pregnant for a few months and uh we just haven't had any luck so i just wanted to know if you have any tips about uh keeping sane while you're trying to get pregnant and feeling like you're not broken mm. um so yeah, let me know what you think. If you have any tips or tricks on uh, how to stay sane. All yes. right, tip on me, Jimmy. Bye. I do. Well, I am so sorry. I know it's no one talks about this, but you know, getting pregnant is really just such a an emotional roller coaster. It's like every month, the hope, the expectation, the anticipation, then the disappointment, and then the same cycle over and over and over again, and you know truth be told I never felt safe until my babies were out of me and in my arms and maybe even one year old until you know gosh because look at you see poor Chrissy Teigen they lost their baby oh I mean my heart I, I even feel like crying just talking about it um gut-wrenching terrible so I know what pregnancy stuff is terrible but here's what you can do first of all I don't know if you know this I'm just going to say it for anybody who's listening and trying to conceive the rule is you try for one year and after a year of trying if nothing happens that's when you should consider seeing a fertility doctor and they go and they check out your hormonal levels and they they follow you for one complete cycle to make sure that everything is working properly okay and it doesn't matter how old you are you can have fertility issues at 21 or 41 so there there's just that just know that i think a year six months to a year is when you should start being like oh dear so how to stay sane yes I would just assume that you will get pregnant eventually. Remind yourself that this is a process. And I know it's really hard because we, you know, you think, gosh, I'm a woman. This is like the one thing I'm supposed to be able to do. And why can't I do this? Why isn't this happening? Um, oh, and did you know that you can get pregnant really four days? There's a four-day window. Ovulation sticks. Go buy those. Listen to me. Listen to me. Buy these ovulation sticks. You pee on them. And they tell you, ding, 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 yes, you're ovulating. And that's when you need to be effing. Not just then, I would F even before you know you're going to ovulate. So, you know, a lot of people, we did this stupidly. We were just banging and banging. Oh, I can't get pregnant. Well, until a friend said to me, well, you need to be having sex right before you ovulate because you want all that sperm in the fallopian tubes ready to go when that egg is released. So start clocking your your ovulation start paying attention to that stuff okay and pee on those sticks find out when you're ovulating it's going to make things a lot more effective and i know it sounds super simplistic but it it is just true and no one told me that so i'm telling you how to stay sane okay have a glass of wine every night before you f um try to exercise i know they say that whatever but try to get into the best shape of your life before you get pregnant assume that you will get pregnant eventually you probably will with all the technology that's out there there's so many things that can help you you will eventually hopefully get pregnant 
So act like you will be pregnant soon. So enjoy effing your husband. Enjoy traveling, not right now with COVID obviously, but try to take little mini trips, maybe go to a hotel and bang there. Enjoy your freedom while you still have it. Try to stay fit. Try to lose weight if you need to before you get preggers because soon enough you'll be preggers and fat as hell. And drink and don't tell anybody you're trying. I think that's number one because then people mean people mean well and then they ask you every minute and um and also when you do get preggers I would suggest not telling people until you hit that you're out of the danger zone because uh the only thing worse than you know you don't want to tell people if things go south and that's that's terrible I hope it doesn't but you never know nature is a bitch she's a cruel beast uh so just you want to protect you protect yourself don't tell people you're trying i think that's the best way so that way you don't get intrusive mother-in-law questions um my mother-in-law used to nag me constantly before i had children when are you gonna when are you gonna get pregnant what christina when will you get pregnant when will you get pregnant and i would say to her oh i don't know how to get pregnant can you tell me <laughs> and that shut her up really quick so um enjoy enjoy the process and drink and 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 not a lot but chill as much as you can because that stress is what's going to keep you from you know whatever okay we'll do uh we'll do one more i like this one and then we'll bounce i had surgery on my right hand yesterday and will be in a cast and unable to jerk off for four to six weeks oh dear i'm not skilled enough to stroke myself to completion with my left hand and i am therefore at my wife's mercy when it comes to being able to bust a nut i am a daily masturbator uh-oh which is supplemented by once a week marital coitus with my wife i kindly explained to my wife that she may need to step up her game and help her hubby get off a bit more frequently than she is used to in the coming weeks seeing as i cannot take care of myself if she doesn't want me to turn into an anxious blue-balled asshole i found this request to be more than reasonable but her response to me was more akin to request a three-way on our wedding night what you what say you should the bitch step up and help milk her man or am i being unreasonable adam aka daddy blue balls first of all <laughs> something tells me you are not delicate in the asking adam <laughs> something tells me you did not frame your needs in an appropriate manner yeah i mean adam you fucked up already i can tell fucked up fucked up you know what you do when you ask for something like that you got to go babe babe i'm about to ask you something it's really embarrassing and i need your help if you frame it like that like you're 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 being vulnerable and only she can help you she has the power to help you bust your nuts then it sounds appealing to the wife okay you already fucking blew your load adam i can't help you but maybe if you ask her again in a loving tone of I need your help. I can't do this. Now, in the meantime, if your nut needs are daily, I mean, good luck. I mean, who's got that kind of time to milk you, sweetie? So you better start stepping up your lefty game. And how do you know you can't until you really try? And necessity is the mother of invention. Start using old lefty until you figure that shit out or figure out an alternative masturbation technique. But uh, I think three times a week would be uh ample if your wife could do that i mean i don't know it's just so much work Look, I, here's my feeling on hand jobs quite honestly is that men are so much better at it than women i can't give my i can't jerk my husband off because that's his area of expertise i can't go in there you know what i'm saying that's like me uh, uh going into the kitchen and cooking 
for fucking, uh, you know, going into Wolfgang Puck's kitchen and being like, I can cook like him. You can't. You just can't. So what do you guys think? You guys are men. You tell me in the booth. Am I being uh, unreasonable? What do you think he should do? No, I think you nailed it on the head. I think you read it really well. He's probably asking a really shitty way, right? It's like, oh, babe, I need you to jerk me off yeah. every day. No, no one wants to do that. And secondly, you could figure out how to jerk off with your left hand. You can. If you need to jerk off, you will figure it out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, we figured out a way to get around COVID. We figured out... So many workarounds. Yeah. He's he's very resourceful. Yeah. How did he type this fucking email right. if he can't use it? <laughs> yeah, right with your hand. left hand, probably. Yeah, you did it. And yeah. also, it's like, sure, you're probably accustomed to jerking off every day, but guess what, homie? You could go every other day. You, you could go, go every, every two day. days. It's you're yeah. not your balls aren't gonna explode if you don't jerk off for one day. I know. So, so t- tough it out and be nicer to your wife, probably. Be nicer to or your wife. Nicer and asking for it. Yeah, and I work out a deal. You know, marriages are always a negotiation. Work out a deal with that bitch. Good idea. Yeah, yeah. bring something to the table. Yeah, what are you bringing her? Yeah. What are you yeah. bringing her? Yeah. Yeah. How are you wiping your ass? <laughs> he doesn't even mention that. And he's like, oh, I can't jerk off. Well, what about your b-hole, bro? How are you wiping yeah. your ass? Are Left, you left-handed. Yeah, you got to do all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, it is true. Yeah, yeah there's all these other follow-up questions. This guy's yeah. just not trying hard enough. The, the, his main concern is busting nuts. And he's got all these other things he can't do left-handed. <laughs> anyways all right guys email me where my mom's at at gmail or call me leave me a voicemail 213-375-5184 i want to see your halloween decorations are you guys doing that uh send me your mom hacks your mom fills your pajitsky effects i love these cartoon crushes i think they're so funny uh your hacks all of it all of it i'll do that one next time all right, you guys. Oh, and do your driving with kids. Michelin submissions, please. I like reading those as well. Where my mom's at at gmail.com. Two, one, three, three, seven, five, Okay. I love you guys. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening. And, you know, keep praying for Donald Trump that, <laughs> that the fear gets better. Okay. I'm not going to get political. All right, I love you guys. Until next time, stay cool, moms. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at podcast. With Christina P.